Well, it's a true joy being here. Um, some people want to kind of wonder, why am I here? Well, it, in the S&P program, we have to have a mentor. And the mentor is assigned by the seminary and the district. And um, when, when my pastor at the church that I served took a call and left, then the district and the seminary assigned me Pastor Mark. So Pastor Mark is my mentor. I've spent many, many hours with him every week. That could be a good thing or that could be a bad thing. Your choice. But grace, mercy, peace from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It is still Christmas, you know. I, I know a lot of people think that Christmas has ended, but Christmas is still going on. We're in day six, as, as was mentioned, and, and we are celebrating Christmas. But I want you to recall back to the time when you did your presents. And you were there around the Christmas tree with family and friends. And, and, and you were there and your kids or whoever, they got that present and they started opening it up. And there were cries of joy. Maybe you didn't hear all that joy. Maybe they opened it up and they just smiled and, and, and didn't respond the way you were hoping. So you had to go to watch these Hallmark movies on TV, or you go to YouTube and you get to see these people having these cries of joy, and deep down inside you say, yes, that's what I was really hoping would happen. But it was when that present was opened. That present that you were longing for probably since January, and you were hoping and praying that, that this present would show up at Christmas. It was that present that was so special, that present that was so important, the one that you waited for so long, and it seems that Christmas would never, ever come. And then you're there, and you see the presents under the tree, and you're looking at them, and you're getting this gift handed to you when you could be thinking, could this be the one? Is this the one? Get maybe, possibly, hopefully, is it it? Is it it? And you start unwrapping the gift. And the paper's ripped off. And the cry sounds out. And you hear the scream, oh my God. Now I'm sure that phrase was shouted out many times over and over again, maybe not just once, and I'm sure that cry was sounded out throughout the, the United States and possibly across the, the world. And we, and we laugh at such an outburst, and, and, and we, we get excited because we see the uncontrollable excitement, even if we do not approve of using the word God in that way. But here's the real sad thing. They're right. Because at that moment, that present, what they wanted for for so long, what they loved more than anything else, what, what they would have done to, to get, became their God. Nothing else really mattered, or, or at least nothing else paled in comparison to that present, that obsession, that love, that desire that they had gradually squeezed out everything else. Well, that same scene happened some 2,000 years ago. There was a man waiting for that present. The one that, in fact, had been promised to him. And we don't know how long he exactly been waiting. Scripture does not say, but we kind of get the impression that he was waiting a long, long time time. 
And he knew he would eventually get it. He was promised that he would see it before he died. But, but when? It was a special present. It was an important present. And maybe at times it seemed that Simeon would never see it until it, he did. An ordinary man and woman came into the temple with the baby. They came in to purify him according to the law that God had given Israel after they came out of Egypt. That to give a substitute for the firstborn son. And the gift, the offering that they brought indicated that they were quite poor. Instead of a lamb, they brought a pair of birds. But that plain, ordinary wrapping couldn't fool Simeon. And so he takes the baby Jesus in his arms and he cries out, Oh my God. And he was right. Now, Simeon's going to use slightly different words than those. Uh, something a little bit more scriptural. But that's what he was really saying. He was really saying, oh my God, that poor humble child nestled in his arms was really the God of Israel, the promised Savior. And it was that overwhelming joy that was going through Simeon that day in the temple. Because he wrote this, or he said this, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. When you see and read this account or when you see pictures of this account, you see pictures of Simeon looking up into heaven while holding Jesus. But, but I wonder, I wonder if Simeon was not looking down at the child. And talking to Jesus and calling him Lord. Oh my God, he says, looking down at Jesus and, and Jesus looking up at him. Oh my God, there you are, God. I can die now. I got my present. For my eyes have seen your salvation, your sin offering. See, Joseph and Mary brought a pair of birds for purification to redeem him. But he was the one who came to redeem Israel, the Lamb of God, the Lamb who is God, whose blood will provide life for all people, firstborn, lastborn, and everyone in between, Jews, Gentiles, and all nationalities from the beginning of time to the end of time. The one who will provide life for Simeon and redeem him from his sins. That is why Simeon could die in peace. He was holding the forgiving one. He was holding his forgiveness. Here he was. God in plain sight. Hiding in, in human flesh and blood, yet for all to see. You can almost picture Simeon exciting, holding this child. Do you hear me, fellow Jews? Here's the one, that present that I've been waiting for. 
And I'm sure there's people around looking at Simeon and just kind of laughing and calling him that old coot. Why are you even here? And I'm sure there was some on the other side just shaking their head, thinking, oh, Simeon's lost his mind. But he was holding the Savior who was holding him. He didn't need anything else. But Joseph and Mary, they even marveled at what was going on, and, and, and certainly they of all people shouldn't have. It had been nine months since the angels had, had appeared to, and talked to them, and about 40 days since the shepherds had come. But, but still, it was almost too much to believe. God in human flesh, the Savior of the world, the one who would bring, bring light to a world that had been plunged into the darkness of sin, and, and who would bring glory to Israel, the fulfillment of all the promises that were spoken. You know, those promises made to Adam and Eve, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Moses, to David, and to all those, those prophets that spoke. It, it's that same promise that we sung about on, on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day when you sang the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Who could not marvel at the gift? But there was another one there who heard Simeon and believed. And her name was Anna. And she lived in the temple ever since her husband had died, fasting and praying and, and hearing the word of God and relying on him for everything. And in humble faith, born from that word of God she, that she lived in and, and, and that lived in her, she gave thanks to God too. For she cried out in her own quiet way, Oh my God, you've done it. He is here, the Redeemer. And you cry that out also. The words of Simeon should sound familiar to you. Because there are times when you sing them after you receive the body and blood of Jesus in his supper. After the body of Jesus was not placed in your arms, but put into your mouth. And after his blood is poured over our lips, we cry out with Simeon, Oh my God, for we have received God. I can die now, for we have received his forgiveness. My eyes have seen, we're not talking physical eyes. But my eyes of faith have seen and received the salvation, the sin offering, which you, God, have prepared for us. The sin offering. The sin offering that enlightens us in, in mercy and love and brings glory to Him. That gift. You know the one. That gift is here for you. Each and every day. And, and perhaps the frequency uh, of, of hearing about the gift has made us a little less excited at times. Or, or perhaps the things of this world has, have captured our love and desire more and more at time. But if that is happening if if that is going on repent let us repent and put ourselves in Simeon's place today put yourselves in Simeon's place today and see with his eyes of faith and joy 
oh my God, you've done it. You were born for me. You lived for me. You died for me. You rose for me. You baptized me into your death and resurrection. You've given me your spirit. You've forgiven me and you feed me. Oh my God, you, you, you wonderfully created me and more wonderfully redeemed me. Oh my God, why would you do that for me? Sinful me, jealous me, struggling me, failing me, rebellious me. And then those little infant eyes look back up at you and they tell you the answer. It's because I love you. And those adult eyes look down from the cross at you and they tell you the same answer. Because I love you. Is that just too much for words? But we heard those words in, in the readings today as Paul said to us, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and with thankfulness in your hearts to God. It's us. It's us. Shouting out, oh my God, you've done it. You've done it. But then it goes on to say, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Unlike Simeon and Anna, when we close our eyes in death and, and, and then open them to see what we here have believed. And you know what you'll say on that day. That day when you received that gift. You know that day. You know that gift. You know the one that you've been waiting for. The one promised you when you were baptized. The one that is so special. The one that is so important. When that day finally comes and all the wrappings are ripped off, the sound will cry out from here and from all around the world. Oh my God. Oh my God, you've done it. Oh my God, you've done it for me. When those times hit, when you're not sure what's going on, just remember what Simeon did. Looking down at that child in joy, probably tears rolling down his face, saying, oh my God, I can now die. And just hearing that child and hearing the man from the cross telling you, you are my child. I did it for you because I love you. And with that, with that, 
we can live with Him forever. Oh my God. Oh my God. We pray. Gracious Lord, You are a wonderful God. Heavenly Father, we, we at times forget who You are. But then we look down at this child, the child looking up to us and telling us that I love you. Oh my God, help us to, to, to stay focused with you, knowing that you have done it for us. And thank you, Lord, for all that you do. Thank you for that love, for loving us. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen.